do you like the sound of hard wood hitting balls? Well, this is the perfect podcast for you. You're listening to the Hashing Halos podcast with your hosts, Manny, Danny, and Paul. Run it back, boys. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Hashing Halos, and today we're going to go into it has finally come. Spring training is here, and uh, we're going to be exploring spring training. What uh, you know? How are the Halos doing? Who uh, stand out to us? Who stood out to us? Uh, then we're going to talk about some of the new Fangraph projections that have come out for our starting pitching and our bullpen. Then we're going to move on into our three best team bets of the week, or up, not of the week, but up for the season. And then we're going to end off with tweet of the week. So let's get into it. Let's start off with spring training. So. I'm going to start out with uh, with a guy named Hunter Renfro here, uh, Mike Trout's lookalike, as they say. Um, I think he's stood out so well in spring training to start. He's he drive he's driving the ball like he did with Milwaukee. He uh, he's got great plate discipline. Like he's doing what we needed him to do. He's that 850 OPS plus guy that we can rely on in the outfield, and he's just going to be a solid number five hitter in the lineup. So I'm liking Hunter Renfro. Um, he's going to be a great, like I said, he's going to be a great addition to this team. Let's hope he can stay healthy. He can keep this pace up in spring training, carry it on into, uh, the regular season. But yeah. So, uh, other than Hunter Renfro, do you guys have any other players that you guys think that have stood out to start the season? I have a counterpoint. Nah, he's done hair. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, I hope I'm going to pull up a lineup because there was one. So Daniel, you can go while I find this. Well, I was actually also going to talk about Hunter Renfro a little bit. Uh, please, I just me, think he, yeah, please. please he's, he's the, he's the main, like, he's just that piece of lineup depth that we've been looking for, but really it also comes down to the other two. I think Brendan, Brendan Drury and uh, Gio Rochelle have also been looking good. Right. And man, that lineup depth is just going to be so helpful. Um, and Hunter Renfro is just going to add another power bat to the lineup. He's going to take a little bit of pressure off of uh, Rendon and Walsh uh, because obviously <clears throat> like last season, they didn't have, very good season, so having another power hitter in the lineup is going to be helpful. And then having guys like Brandon Drury, who can also hit for a decent amount of power when he's on, and um, then Gio Urshela, who's just another like consistent, slightly above average hitter in your lineup, is just going to add so much to our lineup depth. So th- that's really what I've been excited watching, just with the games where we do have our A lineup, or at least part of our A lineup in, um, just seeing seeing our guys perform. Yeah, I'm Totally in agreement with that. Paul, do you have a, a guy that you think has stood out so far in uh, spring training? I thought it was today, but it wasn't today, so it must have been yesterday's game. Who was it? I Are you looking for a hitter or a pitcher? No, it's a hitter. It's a hitter. Um, I mean, just in, in general, uh, generic Urshela and uh, Ward have done well, but it wasn't them. Weird. Are you talking? Are you looking at infielder or an outfielder? Infielder. Infielder. Padlow. Kevin Padlow. Levon Soto. Levon Soto. Yeah, yeah. It was Soto. It was Soto. Yep. Um, I mean, it hasn't been that big of a sample size. I think it's just ten or eleven at bats, but been pretty good. Um, Oh, I mean, I I mean, I liked I liked Levon Soto when he was playing in the September last season. So, uh. I don't know if we're going to do disappointments next, but uh, right now, uh, Phillips. Uh... You're yeah, disappointed. So, that means you had expectations in the first place. So uh, I'm not disappointed. So uh, here's the guys who stood out for me in a bad way. Uh, Brett Phillips is just not good. Uh, he just, I mean, look, he just, nice guy and everything, but he's just not a good hitter. He strikes out too much. He doesn't really make great contact. He's like Andrew Velasquez, but worse. And I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> so, well, yeah. it's worse, but yeah, I think I, he's worse than Andrew so. so. Velasquez. at least hit like ten home runs last season, nine ten home runs last season. Like, I don't think Brett Phillips is going to give us nine to ten home runs last season. Yeah, actually, season. I don't think Brett Phillips might give us any. Yeah, exactly. At least Andrew Velasquez has some secret pop. You know what I mean? But I don't think Phillips has that. So, yeah, he's, he is pretty atrocious. I'll be honest. But again, okay, small sample size. Um, but also, you know, on the positive players, also small sample size. So That's I guess we can't really true. take take it either way. 
it's just more, I, I'd rather say small sample size than the guys who are sucking as opposed to the guys who are doing well. So I want to hope exactly. that uh, the guys who are doing well continue it during the season. I mean, if you, if you look at a guy like, um, prefer call it like, out. I mean, look at Joe Dell, for example, right? Like, I think he's, I saw, I think Sam Blum tweeted, uh, Joe Dell has been in his last 16 at bats, one for 15 with 11 Ks. Like, it's, it's extremely bad. Like, so I don't think, I hope, I don't think Joe Dell will like, carry on with that into the season hopefully not or i don't even know if we'll even start the season with the angels he might be in triple a i mean we don't know the fourth outfielder spot like is up for grabs like i just don't see how brett phillips like i know phil nevin and uh, perry manassian said brett, brett phillips is gonna be the fourth guy the fourth outfielder but i just don't really see it happening like i just how 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 can he be the fourth outfielder when you have better just be the fourth outfielder he really shouldn't to be no. honest like that is that is one of the main areas I'm worried about is outfield depth. We have a bunch of infield depth, but yeah, if we, we we lose Renfro or Ward or Trout for any significant period of time, we're like, we're in the gutter. We're going to start putting our shell. Maybe our shell can play out there. Yeah, and they're training Walsh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I heard. They, they God, yeah, because then Walsh can play first, or uh, Urshela Ur- can play first. Urshela can play first, and we put Walsh in the outfield. Yeah, and um, Adele is four for twenty-two after today. He had two hits today. Uh, still not great. <laughs> that, no, that's what I'm saying. Two hits. And... Yeah, no. Well, well, just the four for 22. I think that's the yeah. the bigger issue here, yeah. But, okay, to be fair, anyone could be four for 22 right now. Like, do you guys remember Shohei Otani's first spring? He bat like 150 or something. Yeah, that's, like that. that's fair, that's fair. That is fair. Anyone can suck right now. I know that. Yep. <laughs> I mean... Uh, anyone could be good. We could also just suck during the season. Hunter Renfro could have a 600 OPS. True. I also want to like I, I so we should also like touch on like what's gonna be our opening day infield right like yeah, you have Walsh I, at I, first, Drury at second, you play no shortstop team. like Red Hefo at short, and then you got Rendon at third. Like, is that the opening day like infield? Like, I, I not I can't even guess because there is so many people trying out for infield. How do you guess? It, it's not like there's five. There's like eight. <laughs> like right now, <laughs> like right now, David Fletcher is not making like a starting position like he's on the bench oh, I, he, should, I, he should be a bench guy he should be on the team but he should like be a david bench fletcher guy. like every spring training i bet i've seen this so far this spring is just like he just swings at like dog shit pitches up in the zone like he's literally like if he just took these pitches he would work he would work way more walks because they're pitching him like way up in the zone which are balls and they're not throwing him strikes really and also his swing path is so like ancient it's like all you can do is hit singles and that's it like, i just don't know his, his style of game is like really outdated right now like i just don't see it working i can't even find the last time he played i'm all the way back in the second of march and nothing yeah like, i don't know i haven't either i haven't really been noticing him in the lineup he he hasn't been he hasn't been good and i mean i've never i never wanted him to be the starting shortstop for this team, I think Luis Renjifo should be the starting shortstop. Um, I think it sucks because uh, his defense might not be fully there. He will probably have one of the, but his, but his bats there, and that's what matters. But his, his bats there. We, I, to be fair, we know going into the season that our defensively, our shortstop position is probably not going to be that good no. because we don't have a shortstop besides Andrew Velasquez, and but best, he can't hit. I mean, he's great. Way. He's great defensively, but he just can't hit to save his yeah. life. Personally, I like the idea of Gio Urshela kind of being the flex guy. Like he can do, he can play outfield. He can play first. He can play third. I like him being the the tenth guy, the Agreed. next guy off the bench. Agreed. If you have a guy with a 750 OPS coming off the bench, I like that. So I have Rendon at third, Luis at uh, short, Drury at second, and Walsh at first. Um, unless we face like a, uh, unless we face like a, a power lefty or something. Yeah. On opening day, in which case uh, I would say Urshela probably starts at first. The reason we haven't seen Fletcher, he's been with the World Baseball team the entire time. He only played in three games. I forgot about that. Plays for Italy. Yeah, and he only had one hit in three games. We only he only had eight at bats, and then he left. He left March first. His last game was February twenty eighth. So we didn't get a large Fletcher sample size. We'll have to see World Baseball Classic stuff because they've been playing. Italy's been doing um, exhibition games for the last mm. like, week. I gotcha. 
And guys, you know who David Fletcher is. I, I didn't need to see him in spring training to know that he's, he's gonna probably this, not going to He's going to do the same thing over and over again. Exactly. He is a streaky hitter. He'll go on streaks where like every seemingly everything he hits falls because he makes contact, but that doesn't make him a plus hitter. He's not a plus hitter. No. He simply isn't. He's a good, he's great glove. I'll give him that. Like I like, like I don't want like I don't want this to be like I'm shitting on David Fletcher. Like I love David Fletcher, but he's just not doing it right now. You know what I mean? So like he's just gonna have to ride the bench. Like I I love him, but like he's just not working out right now. I'm kind of curious. What do you guys think about uh, pitching wise? Fine. The only one who hasn't been. Ben Joyce has stood out. I like Ben Joyce. Tucker Davidson's actually kind of stood out for me too. He's looking pretty good actually. I mean, seven innings pitch, two runs, only two earned runs. Not terrible. the only one who has looked bad is there's a reasoning behind it is Estevez because he's trying new things. We saw Canning for the first time in what three years. And looked good. He looked good. <laughs> and that was good. We saw Davidson, and that was normal. Um, Herget fine, Luke fine. Chihata was fine. I don't think Seawright has played yet. No, I think he's still fine. hurt. No, no, he's still yeah, he's, he's still hurt. He's, he's, he's projected hurt. to come back in like not at the beginning of the season, I don't think. It's soon. He's he's still just he's taking batters, but in you know, closed environment. In a controlled setting. Yeah. I yeah. I can't think of like the standouts for bad aren't aren't on the on the active. So yeah, I, I don't care about the randos. Like, I don't care about Joe Schmo, who's never going to get higher than the trash pandas in his entire life. Yeah, the only one that looked bad was Estevez, and he's trying new things. So we haven't actually seen normal. Um. Oh, and and Weiss, bad, but <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's probably my most disappointing, like pitcher wise, to be honest. Yeah. He was one yeah. of our more promising bullpen guys. But again, you know, I wouldn't even mind giving him a spot in the opening day starter because our bullpen is going to be kind of like a mix and match. Figure oh, it out. They're going to be swapping that so frequently. You, got, you, you know, there's no way. There's absolutely no way that's not uh, going absolutely crazy. We're going to be seeing people move in and out the entire season. We have so many guys in AAA. Our bullpen is very much... Uh, very much going to be like mix I find, and match. I find it very interesting. So obviously, you know, when you look at the forty man, got one guy on a sixty IL. That's Davis Daniel. Um, but the rest, everybody is normal. The funny part is, we're still carrying three catchers. So really, are we? Yeah, it's Ohapi, Stassi, and, and Thice. Thice. Yeah, so, no, the forty man. That's normal. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Not gonna be star. We're not gonna have four. We're not gonna have uh, all three catchers at opening day. Nah, no. Thice is not gonna make the roster. No, he's not. Oh, uh, did I say forty? I meant active. I meant the active roster, not the forty man. Um, like the twenty-six man roster. At least I think that's what the active roster is supposed to show. I'm counting here. Maybe it's not. One, two. Maybe the, I don't think it shows right now. I don't think the active roster is trimmed down to the 26 oh, yet. No, it's not trimmed down yet. No. Or maybe the WBC players are not technically on the active roster right now. I don't know. I, d- I doubt that's how that works. But um, yeah, I think for, for pitching, um, I've also liked Tucker Davidson. I think he could fit into that like long bullpen sixth roll, just like kind of a high a high Berea. Um oh so here's something interesting. I'm just gonna throw out a couple I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a couple names here. Just cause so this is the non-roster invites. Obviously it's a long list, but there's a couple names of people to see if what what opinions are. Uh we'll start with pitching. It'll, it'll be quick. There's only a couple here that I thought actually stand out. We obviously talked about Joyce, so skip that. Um Warren, I don't think he'll be there, but I think he'll be a swap in. You know, like if somebody gets tired in the bullpen, he'll come in. Right. Um, Chad Wallach is technically a roster invite, but I 
I don't know if he was technically competing for that catcher spot or not. I don't know if they ever fully said. He's not competing for the catcher spot. <laughs> Chad Chad Wallach's not making the team. It's going to be Ohapi and it's going to be Stassi. I can almost guarantee you that. Yeah, and I think Stassi will... I think... I hate to say it, but I think Stassi is going to get the fucking opening day job, too. Oh, no, he definitely is. Which, uh, he's not very good. No, no, he's, wait, who's our starting pitcher? It's going to be. I, oh, it's going to be Ohapi. I'm pretty sure they're, they're using Ohapi with, a, with a Shohei. No, that's what I was saying. If Otani. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Starting. Yeah, it's going to be, be Ohapi's going to be our opening day catcher as he should be. Because that's who they've been. That's who they were using. And that's who they were practicing together all. Well, before Otani left. So. I think it is going to be. It is. And you guys have any other thoughts on the the roster? I mean, it's not really the roster, but we've had a lot of um, special assistants hired on former Angels show up. Yeah, Kurt Suzuki's the apparently the assistant to the GM or something like that. We have Suzuki. We have Pujols. Um, Lackey was there. Um, I think Adam Kennedy is there too. Kennedy came. Somebody else came. One of the catchers. Can't think of who it was. And um, oh, I can't think of his name. One of the shortstops as well. Basically, they've been inviting a lot of the O2 team. Right. And I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Weaver was salty. Yeah, yes. he, didn't get, he didn't get an invite. Can't, is there like beef with him in the like, I don't um, know. Evan said no. Nevin just said he was inviting people he knew that, like, he was friends with. He doesn't know Jared Weaver. Like, well, no. well, he's not friends with him. No, it's like no. how you know you go to a party, you don't invite everyone. It doesn't mean you don't have, you have beef with the people you don't invite. It just means you're not yeah, really. But, but Jared, with Jared Weaver, like, yeah, but like, that, again, that, it's not he, like Phil Nevin doesn't know Jared Weaver that well. He doesn't know him at all. That's the thing. Yeah, like, yeah, it is Jared Weaver. He probably just didn't think of it. Like Nevin's a busy guy. He's got people. He's had some spots to fill, and so he yeah, said went to the people he knew. He was. He basically said, like, "Oh, sorry. You know, he should. He should contact me. You know, we can't fit everybody, but you know, we try and fit people." Yeah, but Nevin, Nevin will. Yeah, Nevin's a, a nice enough guy. I think he'll try to make it work at some point. But you know, right? For now, for now, it didn't happen. Um, do you guys want to move on to the fan graph projections? For our, oh, our, yes. our starters and our, our bullpen. Which one do we want to start with? Okay, I just want to say, just because th these are lies, uh, deceit, and we should sue. Uh, <laughs> Only the bullpen one. Let's the starting the, one is 100% accurate. Let's go with the bullpen. <laughs> Wait, which one's 100% accurate? The, start, the starting projections are 100% accurate. Just oh, the yeah, bullpen. There's nothing wrong with the starting. Starting, 100% accurate. They're geniuses. <laughs> so, the Angels are projected. Get ready for this. For the bullpen. <laughs> Fangraphs has them as dead last <laughs> in Major League Baseball. For no, there's no way. There's, what, they, you, that's what they projected. Is no, I know. Dead I, last. When you look at some of the numbers of like where they make the WAR calculations and stuff, I, I swear a blind man did it. <laughs> I just don't see how the Angels could be like really like last. Like, no way. No, there's no way. I mean, you got Jimmy Herget, Tapera, Aaron Loop. I mean, Quijada's good. Ben Joyce is like gonna be good. I hope so. Okay, uh, if you look over this. Well, if you look over this list, there's literally like the, all of them. I mean, all of them. Like if you look over all 30 teams, all it looks like is they were like, oh, we're gonna give this person plus two, plus point two WAR, plus point three WAR. Oh, actually, we're just gonna give this person zero. We're gonna give this person negative point one. It feels so random. It's like. Yeah, I could see Berea being negative 0.1, and I could see Kiata being positive 0.1. But that's it? You got Ryan to pair at zero? Really? What? Yeah, like, it doesn't make sense. And they have. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to defend them, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna like after I looked through this, I I see where the point is. Okay, we are separated from the Braves by four wins. That's it. The Braves are the one, the ranked one. We're separated by four wins above replacement because uh, due to our bullpen. 
bullpens are so sporadic year over year. Like they're not consistent. They're impossible to project. The reason we do not have the highest war is because we just don't have that guy who's proven it. Like, you know, you have a Matt Moore who was good last year, but you know, before that, he wasn't really that good. Carlos Estevez, Carlos Estevez had a really good year last year. Before that, he was very much up and down. Um, you know, Ryan Tapera and Aaron Loop had really good years two years ago, but with us last year, they were kind of all right. Um, right. Jimmy Herget hasn't proven it year over year yet. We don't have projectable guys right now. We have a lot of question marks in the bullpen. And I think we have more talented depth than teams like, I don't know, the Pirates, the A's, the Tigers, the Rocky, like the, the Reds, like all these teams that are making up the areas ahead of us. So I'm really not worried about these projections because bullpens are so all over the place. And like you look at the Braves, the number one, their their best, the highest projected player is Raycel Iglesias at 1.3 war. Right. Like we had him last year and he sure as hell was not a positive war player, at least while he was, or it was, I don't know. I don't know what his war was for us last year, but it probably wasn't that high because he, he didn't pitch that well. <laughs> and also... Again, they're they're all over the place. They're sporadic. Like the Padres are number two, pretty much only because of Josh Hader. Right. But but there's a lot of ties too, and it's not like they say twelve and twelve or eleven and eleven. There's a lot of ties at like three point four. There's two teams at three point four. There's two teams at three point seven. There's two teams at four point two. Like there's a lot of ties for it, and you're like okay, but like like you said, they gave Rysel one point three. They gave um, Jansen, Kenny Jansen, 0.6. And the Red Sox are number 10. I I can't see it. I, I have to agree with the numbers in the sense that, like, yeah, I do think Rysel Iglesias is better than the Angel, than anyone the Angels have in their bullpen. Like, he's proven it more. Yeah, he had a bit of a down year last year, but project, like projection-wise, you have to project the guy who's proven he can do it year in, year out. Versus, you know, Jimmy Herget, who could be good, but he could also have a six ERA this year. Like, we, we don't know. That's why all of our guys are just projected for a four. Some of them are going to be in the threes. Some of them might even be high twos, but some of them are going to be four, five, you know? Yeah. No, and obviously, exactly. a lot, we have a lot of young guys. Like, we have talented guys like, um, uh, like Eric Torres and Ben Joyce, who could come up and like light things up. But like, we don't, like, they don't know. They can't project Ben Joyce for, 1.5 war in the majors. He hasn't even pitched past like double A. So exactly. Yeah, it should be at least five. I'm just saying. <laughs> minimum, minimum five war. So I disagree with being 30th. I think we're better than that. But again, at the, the end of the day, it's an algorithm. So I can't get mad at now. I can't get mad at numbers like just a freaking algorithm. And second of all, I don't think it matters that much. Fangra- I'm pretty sure Fangraphs projections actually have us in the playoffs like team by team or we're either the six or the seven. So we're damn close. So uh, that's why I can't get too mad at them. Cause even their own projections don't favor um, the bullpen that highly. Right. Um, so many, what about, what about your thoughts on our starting pitching projections? Cause these, I do think are a little bit more. Starting, yeah. So the starting, right. Exactly. And also the starting pitch. I feel like these are a lot more, accurate as well in my opinion um so uh (laughs) right (laughs) so fangraphs has the angels starting rotation listed as number nine in um in the yeah in the mlb and uh so we're top 10 we're actually right above the dodgers so um and they got a pretty good rotation themselves so let's see we got Shohei otani tyler anderson patrick sandoval reed detmers and jose suarez as the main five and then it kind of becomes like a who's who of who takes the six-man spot so you got either chase Solseth, tucker davidson griffin canning or davis daniel as well that's what they have listed at least and a kai bush listed as well uh so basically it's going to be like a dog fight out of spring training for the sixth spot and right now i feel like the the player to get that six-man role would be tucker davidson because he's he's shown more so far i mean griffin canning the thing about griffin canning is i don't know if he's gonna be he's gonna be healthy enough to be stretched out as a starter of the season because he is just coming off injury right and it's a one so, sample size so right so i think griffin Canning's best to come out of the bullpen and then you have tucker davidson who's already healthy and he's been stretched out to be a starter 
to start as a six man as a spot starter or as a swing man to give Shohei extra rest. But interesting, I think even Shohei said that we don't need a six man rotation for him. Like he's fine without it. So I mean, it just it's up to the manager, Phil Nevin, at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think nine, we were, I believe, sixth last year. I think ranking us like nine or 10 is probably a little bit more accurate just because I think our starting pitching will regress just a little bit. Um, I will say our depth does worry me because you said, you know, Tyler Anderson and Patrick Sandoval both go out at the same time. We're starting Silseth and Tucker Davidson consistently, and Griffin Cannings has to be our sixth guy, which is is a little bit nerve wracking. That could be dangerous, right? Um, but none of these guys like doubt like this like Chase Silseth, Tucker Davidson, Griffin Canning. I think are all capable of starting big league games. So I'm not super. Um, I'm not like super duper worried about that. Yeah, we also know like Jonathan Diaz. He's not even listed here, but he he has some big league experience that he can we can always reach up and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and grab him. And I'm on the same thing with uh, with you, where I think Tucker Davidson will be the sixth, but I could see Griffin Canning like taking over the sixth role as the year goes on. The one nice thing is we have such a young everything pitching bullpen. The, yeah, the you name it. Guy is Anderson, I think. Oh no, it's Tapera. I think nine eighty-seven. Yeah, eighty-seven. Him and Loop are eighty-seven. Mm-hmm. But youngest or oldest rotation is Anderson. Everybody right. else is late nineties, except Shohei, which is ninety-four. So I'm about years. I thought you were talking about age. I was like, damn, bro, you think Ryan DePere is old. No, the year they were born. <laughs> um so we have such a young group. And really I'm trying to think, the injuries we saw pitching wise. Besides some idiot falling out of the, the dugout, uh, Archie Riley. <laughs> he's not here. Yeah, time. and he's not here. Um, are gone. All the injuries are gone. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Get Syndergaard who got injured. We had um, Lorenzen who was injured. Detmers. I don't remember an injury. Demers wasn't hurt, was he? I don't think so. Shohei, can't think of anything. Maybe a blister. I think uh, Shohei missed a start or two. No one here got injured during the season that I can remember. Torres was fine. Uh, Sandoval was fine. Is that, That's one thing. We were actually... Um, Pitching-wise, we, we were really good about health on the pitching staff. You know? That's why I do expect our ranking to drop a couple points. Because I, I, that's why I'm a little nervous about is our consistency at starting pitching help. Yeah. Because yeah, last think, year did seem to be a bit of an anomaly in that. An anomaly. Yeah, like we got, I think we got like way lucky with health on the pitching side. Hitting side, different story. Right, exactly. Well, is it really a different story or is it just, you know, Rendon not being human and just being a glass with legs? You know, it's... Like that one guy from Spongebob. <laughs> every morning I break my arm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every evening I break my legs. <laughs> Pretty much. Damn, we're we're what three weeks into spring training? Two weeks into spring training? Rendon's not injured. Miracle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, he always starts the season. We think healthy. We have high hopes, and then like a month in, we're like, why isn't he hitting? And then he's like, oh, I've been hurt this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not playing in the World Baseball Classic, is he? He really, he shouldn't. Now I'm glad he's not. That's really all right. I, I guess maybe it's just because he's Rendon. He's only played four games. Yeah, well, they're not trying to overuse him or anything, but he shouldn't play in the baseball World Baseball Classic. Like, no, no, no he's, he's, not, he's not. But I, I was yeah, just saying. No, I'm just wondering because he's only had seven at bats. So I was like, wait, is he? In the That's something I am a little nervous about. Like, I'm pretty sure the Angels have more WBC players than any other team. Like, legitimately half of our opening day roster is competing in it. It feels like that, at least. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that's all. That's kind of my thoughts on the starters, relievers, projection. What do you, do you guys have anything to add to that? 
Um, I think they got it right. I mean, I, I don't really see us being like a, like a top five team right now. But I definitely think we're top 10 because I think... Because, for example, they got the Red Sox at 13, kind of like middle of the pack. And I think we're definitely better than the Red Sox. So I think number oh, nine is yeah, good. Yeah, we are. So, yeah, I like I like it. I like where we're at. Um, the only, like, kind of issue I have with our rotation right now is that we have way too many lefties. So I'm not, I'm not sure if that's going to be an issue down the line. But definitely a lot of, uh, lot of lefties. So, actually, MLB has a stat for what Daniel just said about MLB teams with the most players in the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. It's not us. It's Houston and the Cardinals with 13. We have nine. Oh, really? San Diego and us have nine. The Mets have 10. Dodgers have eight. Phillies have eight. Tampa Bay has eight. Mariners have eight. Rockies have eight. Cubs have eight. I see. Eight players. that There are eight players on the Rockies that are good enough to compete the WBC. Damn, that's crazy. Um, yeah, but Houston and St. Louis have the most at 13 each. I mean, St. Louis is like the all freaking like half of Team USA is from St. Louis. Right. <laughs> Not wrong. I didn't know there was that many uh, Rangers. I didn't know there was that many Astros. So, interesting. Um, Diamondbacks also surprisingly have a lot, but it's just not enough for the list. Diamondbacks have a lot, a lot of young dudes. Diamondbacks have a lot of young dudes. And we'll, we'll get to the Diamondbacks. I, I actually, I have something to say about them. Uh, smooth transition to, into our next topic. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> the the um, Diamondbacks also have 13. <laughs> Really? Wow. Okay, that's a lot. I wouldn't and expect Cubs that. Cubs have one, two, three, four, five. Oh my god. The Cubs have 17. Okay, so I'm wrong. Uh, Paul, just, Paul just flexed on me. I, the Angels do not have anywhere close to the most players in the WBC. Yeah. It just, Obviously, with Trout and Otani, it just kind of feels like yeah. it. But... Oh, I mean, it feels like, a, like 80% of our lineup. Oh, okay, wait, wait. Wait. What? Okay, no, the, the MLB's trolling. These aren't right. You want to know how I know this isn't right? Because I'm looking under Los Angeles Angels, and we have Freddie Freeman, Julio Urias, and Will Smith. Hmm. Okay, so they have a, the Dodgers roster. Last time I checked, I don't think they were a part of the Angels. Are you sure? It's not, okay, sometimes like things like that, maybe it's like above the name or something? I don't know. No, because above the Angels is Bobby Witt Jr. and Salvador Perez. <laughs> So it's not that. Okay. So, so no, MLB be trolling. I don't know. That, that list is bad. Never mind. <laughs> we'll walk that back. But <laughs> from the MLB picture, the MLB picture is accurate. Their list is fake. That list is fake news. All right, cool. Anyway, the MLB is slowly uh, trolling. Um, all right. So, transition to our next segment. We are going to give you our favorite win total over-unders. Uh, we chose two each, and then we're going to kind of talk about the Angels one at the end. Uh, I already kind of alluded to mine. So my first favorite over-under that you should go put your hard-earned money on. Yes, please, because <laughs> we are betting analysts. <laughs> is the Arizona Diamondbacks at 74.5. Now, why would you bet on the Arizona Diamondbacks at 74 All right, good question. First of all, um, the Dodgers, you know, they probably got a little bit worse. So you lose some wins there. Pod, or you, you maybe gain a couple wins there. Padres, they got a little better. So that kind of evens out. Giants stayed around the same, most likely. Rockies got a little worse. So the division stayed around the same. And this team did win 74 games last year. So we're talking the line is at a half a game more. The Arizona Diamondbacks, guys, they, they've got some really good young talent coming up. They've got some good young arms in that rotation. And I just I just think the Arizona Diamondbacks, they're going to win like 79, 80 games this year. They're going to shock some people. I could see them finishing third in the division. I could honestly see them uh, even passing the Giants. Well, like, do I predict that to happen? No. But I think they're going to win more than 74 and a half games. I think they're going to win more than one game or more than one game more than they did last year. Their young players are a year older now. Just think they're they're a solid team. You should go spend your hard-earned money on Arizona over 74 and a half. Okay. Uh, do you have your second pick or should we just go through our first? We'll go, we'll go in like a circle. 
Okay, gotcha. So I'll go next here. Um, I have the San Diego Padres over 93 and a half wins. Um, I feel like you just look at the Padres, they're just going to be another, they're just going to be good again this season. You look at uh, the division they play in, Giants are not really, uh, Giants did get a little better, but I'm not really scared of them. Uh, Diamondbacks are looking better, but however, they're not going to be a powerhouse. And the Rockies or the Rockies are going to be bad again, per usual. So it really leaves the Dodgers to really kind of like mess up the Padres' uh, kind of like win percentage this season. So I like the Padres. I like, uh, you know, for Tatis. Is, I, I believe Tatis is coming back this season. I'm not sure when he will come back this season, but he will be back. Uh, like I said, you got Machado there. You got, you know, you got Cronenworth. You got all those dudes. So yeah, I think. Oh, how did I forget Juan Soto? Like we got Juan Soto there as well. So I think the I think the Padres are going to do pretty well this season. So we're just doing one pick, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll just do. I'm going at least to start out with. Obviously, I don't know. Maybe controversial opinion, but uh, I do not think Boston. Is is gonna win seventy eight games? I'm going under on Boston. I, I don't know. I just can't see it. Like, yeah, they did add some people. They did some things. Lost Xander Bogarts. Yeah, it lost arguably probably their best player. Uh, I don't know. I and it's not like Baltimore did anything. And Baltimore's at seventy six and a half, but I think Baltimore with basically doing nothing probably has a better chance to get more than Boston seventy eight and a half. I don't think they're gonna be getting sixty wins here, but seventy four? Seventy five. Right. I just can't see seventy eight and a half. I can't see them being that close to us. Cause like we are projected eighty one and a half. That's our over under wins. I just can't. Yeah. You know, um, I kind of thought that uh, I, I was kind of on the same line with you as well, but I looked at what they did this offseason. I don't know how confident I'd be. How confident I'd be. They added Mas- uh, Masataka Yoshida from Japan, five years, $90 million. He's projected to have like a really good hitting tool. Kenley Jansen, he had a good year in Atlanta last year. Justin Turner, he had a good year in LA last year. Corey Kluber, he had a pretty decent year for uh, the Rays last year. Adam Duvall, a couple years ago, he was amazing. Jorge Alfaro, he had a pretty decent year for the the Padres last year. They added some guys. Now, I'm not going to say they even replaced Bogarts with all those guys, and they did win 78 games. But just the fact that they're the Boston Red Sox, I, I would have some hesitancy betting that. They they added more guys than I thought they did. Yeah, no, I mean, I just I'm more going on. A lot of the guys are old. I think a lot of the guys had help where they were. I don't think Boston is going to help them get better. Um, I can't. I keep getting a mixed up with the guy. That, who was the Japanese player that Boston signed? Masataka Yoshida. He he's a hitter. He's a hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a hitter. Mascot a pitcher, but I I'll get their names mixed up. Um, I I mean, we you never know how uh, any of whenever the foreign players come over, it's always hit or miss. It's never just a guarantee. Our MLB is definitely different than everything else. Right. Right. Um, and they're also not playing their division as much. They got to play National League too. Yeah, I mean, everybody and, plays everyone, right? So yeah, and, and while I'm, I don't think they're going to be scared of the National League Central. You have four teams in the National League East that are terrifying, and at least three in the West. You know, arms are up with Arizona, but I don't know. Snakes are doing something this year, Paul. I'm just telling you. Who? I said my snakes are doing something this year. No. <laughs> I'm not a Diamondbacks fan. That is that is that is fake. But go pound the over. Um, do you have anything else to say on the Red Sox? No. Or I, I hit my under. Nope. You can go. All right, guys. My under is going to be the Texas Rangers under 82 and a half. I think we're a better team than the Rangers. I think we should be 
have a higher over-under than the Rangers do, but the Rangers have one game up on us in uh, their over-under. Yeah, they added some pitchers. But to be honest, their starting rotation kind of reminds me of what our starting rotation looks like looked like last year. You have your dude, you know, the show, hey, you got your Jacob DeGrom. It's an equivalent. And they got a bunch of, like, pretty solid guys. They got some rotation depth, just like we did last year. But that lineup, it's very top-heavy. You got Corey Seager. You got Marcus Semyon, you know, that's the, the Mike and Shohei of the lineup. And then you, I feel like their lineup is just a bunch of question marks. They added almost nobody to their lineup this year. And they, yeah, maybe they have some young dudes, possibly, but it feels like a lot of question marks. So I just don't see them getting to 80, 83 wins, which is what they'd have to do to break their over under, because I think they have a decent rotation. Um, if Fangraphs has anything to say about it, their their bullpen is also ranked pretty badly like ours. So you don't have much help there. And I just think like their lineup, it's top heavy. You have Nate Lowe as like your three. And after that, you have Adoles Garcia who can't make who can like strikes out 98% of the time. So right. it just feels like a, a not very deep lineup. And I'm gonna take the under on 82 and a half on the Rangers fully agree with Daniel for one one major reason besides I don't think there's any cohesion in this team and yeah DeGrom is historically good but when he's playing historically injured I have a a really funny stat I saw earlier their entire starting pitching lineup this season this coming season they have oh I think of six yes they have six guys all right got DeGrom Ivaldi Gray Perez, Heaney, and Odrizzi. Everybody but Perez was injured last season. Multiple times. I don't think Martin Perez or Pete's the same season he had last year either. That's I think he'll be good. I, don't get me wrong. But and, I think he'll be like a Patrick Sandoval type. Probably, probably worse. <laughs> and we are two weeks? Three? Into spring training? They have had three injuries already. In pitching, they had Degrom, who had left side tightness. Now, obviously, that was just little, little, you know, a little fluke. You know, he got a little tightness, whatever. Then Ivaldi had left side tightness, and then he got it again. So you you started. They had all off season. They've been resting. They've been stretching. They've been training. Your first two weeks, you're yeah. injured already. Again, it's day to day, but. That's not a good look. We haven't even started. They're not playing. I mean, I get it. They're starters. They're never going to play that consistently. They haven't played nine innings. They were doing bullpen sessions. They were pitching, what, two, three innings max? Like, that's not good. And then on top of all of that, just to throw a little tea... You got Andrew Heaney, who did good with the Dodgers, but he was only used up until the fifth inning. Right. When he was healthy. Right. And the Dodgers have really good pitching staff, you know, not the player staff, you know, I mean, coaching staff and and the medical staff and all that stuff. And good trainers. We know the Dodgers have good trainers. Well, he's gone now. He's with, he's with the Rangers, who have not had good pitching. For the last, what, four years? <laughs> or more? Here, here's, another, here's another little thing just to kind of throw on top of this, guys. The Rangers only have four players in their starting lineup projected to have an over 300 on base percentage. Yeah. Four. Marcus Semien, Corey Seager, Nate Lowe, and Robbie Grossman. And Robbie Grossman is projected to have an under 700 OPS because his slugging sucks. So, like, their lineup is not that good. It's very much like the Angels. It reminds me a lot of the Angels lineup last year. It's just very top-heavy with almost no depth. And then you go to their relievers, and you're like, who are you people? Well, I mean, you could say that with the Angels, too. If you're not an Angels fan, you'd probably say the same. Yeah. But, yeah, just their lineup alone. like, And the fact that their, their biggest, their best player is so injury-prone. It's like I'm, I'm betting 80, under 82 and a half with Jacob DeGrom pitching 30 starts. 
If he doesn't, if he pitches 15, wow, they're probably going to win like 72 games, 71 yeah. games. I think with him the whole season, they win closer to the over under, like 80, like 79, 80, 81, something like that. If he gets injured, Evaldi gets injured. That's it. Oh, yeah, exactly. If, one, like, if Marcus Semien or Corey Seager go out for any significant period of time, their lineup is just awful. Like, it's not good. It'd probably be like, without one of those guys, it'd be like the 25th lineup in baseball. Actually, I'm without curious. one of those guys. Can we... Let's see, wait. Is this... I'm checking fan graphs. I actually, I've only I was ever looking at pitching. I didn't look at... Uh, if you can see hitting... Nah, it doesn't really loop it together. Yeah, you can kind of. Oh, okay, my bad. Sorry. Jonah Heim has a, an exactly 300 on base percentage projected. So there you go. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, if you do depth, it, it only does it by team. I can't do the entire. Oh, well. No, you can't do the entire league. Yeah, it has to go by like team. I didn't know if they did it by, by uh, like potential starting lineup, but now they don't. Um, but just to compare, just to put Angels and Rangers in, in a comparison here with the depth chart, um, starting at catching, they do have the better catcher, at Jonah Heim. So the war, you know, is going to be off there. Better first baseman, I guess, with low projected. Better second base. Oh, versus us? Yeah, versus yeah. us. Yeah. Better shortstop. They low. And their, their shortstop's obviously better. Their second yeah. baseman is probably better. Yeah. So I think they're better at three positions and we're better at six. But then we go to the outfield. Oh, God. And it's bad. Their outfield's atrocious. And it's bad. Because <laughs> Adoles Garcia, like, I don't trust that guy. Yeah, he's probably going to hit like 25 home runs, maybe even 30, but he's going to strike out 98% of the time and get on base 25% of the time. And our third base is better. Yeah, those percentages didn't add up. They got Josh Jung. And yeah, e even with injury prone Rendon, we have a much better war for third base. Left field, center field, right field. It's, it's not even, I don't even need to look. It's not even close. Uh, and the same thing with DH. It, it, it's so far off from DH. Because they have a DH by committee. They don't have... They do have Mitch Garber on the bench, so pay a bit of attention to that. He's oh, I, oh I can look at the whole team. I didn't realize if I scrolled down far enough. Whole, whole team war right now for batters. We're at a 29-7. They're at a 26. Starting pitching, they're at a 15-5. We're at a 13-1. Which, okay, yeah, sure, that makes sense. But that, I feel like, way more injury. -proof. I don't understand the, the war. Our hitters are just better than theirs. That doesn't make sense. How are we? No, our hitting war is better than theirs. It's our yeah, but it should be like a lot better than theirs. It should not be three. It should be like five better, six better. Yeah, no, no, no. No, it definitely should be. Starting pitching, I get it. You know, these are good guys. They're just injury prone. The relief? Close even, is it not? I don't pay attention to their relievers, but it's it's about one. Uh, it's about a point five off. So it's not like it's oh, it's not nothing. Yeah, they have they have a bad projection too for relief pitchers. Yeah. So, but okay. As not to spend too much time on the Rangers, we think the Rangers are not going to be good this year. Um, yeah. Manny, who do you think is not yeah. going to be good this year? So I think the Colorado Colorado Rockies are not going to be good. Yeah, jeez, the Colorado Rockies are not going to be good this year. So I'm thinking the under on sixty five and a half. Um, yeah, man, they don't. They ain't got pitching. They ain't got hitting. They got they ain't got defense. They got nothing. So, yeah. I mean, they got Chris Bryant. Oh, actually, no, wait. Do they have Chris Bryant? They have Chris Bryant. Yeah, they have Chris Bryant. So I'm like, that's something. But that's about it. Uh, I just, they're yeah. just going to be bad again. There's really nothing else to say about the Rockies. They're just going to be bad. It's just, it's just, you know, feels bad to be a Rockies fan. That's yeah, it. Yeah, they're just not good. They just need, they need something to change with that ownership and all that. Yeah, they're one of the few teams that I would legitimately consider switching. Like, you know, I'm a loyal person, obviously. And as much as I complained about the Angels, like at the end of the day, we have an entertaining product on the field because we have two of the best players yeah. to ever play the game on our team. Like, and 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 even as much as we'll complain that Artie Moreno doesn't care, he's still, you know, he has a decent payroll. He's willing to spend a decent amount of money on the on the team. So 
the the Rockies are one of those few teams where I would legitimately just I mean, no. prob I'd probably just not be a fan, like because ownership just does not respect the fans. Um, yeah, yeah, there's nothing, nothing really else to say, but yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna take your over now, right, Paul? Yeah, my over is Cubs. I think so. They are, you know, they're projected for a decent amount. I don't think seventy six point five is is a is a is going to be far off from where they are, but I think they're going to be better than that. I could see them at least being eighty win team. I don't know. I feel like that they're kind of. I feel like they're going to be a sleeper team. I I don't think they would be better than Milwaukee. I feel like the St. Louis is is. I don't know why. I feel like St. Louis is such a up and down. Like I don't feel like they are going to be as good as they were last season. I don't think Cubs would be first or second place in the NL Central. Maybe second? Maybe. But What's their over under? 76 and a half, right? Yeah, 76 and a half. I think they could be 80, you know. I think they could win 78 games and hit that over. Yeah. I definitely think they could hit that over. I just don't know how I, they're not. I don't think they're punching through the ceiling, kind of over. But yeah, just a warning: Seiya Suzuki is hurt right now. Yeah, yeah, he is. So I don't know. I agree with you on that. I think they're going to win eighty games or like seventy-eight at least. I think they're third, but I think they'll win seventy-eight games. They're going to beat up on the Pirates and the Reds. Yeah, definitely. Which who they do play less this year? They, they do. do play them less this year. They do play. The East more, the West more. They play every, all the hard teams more. So that's something think, we have to remember. I feel like they did a little bit of additions that might help them. And it's not like they, they lost did. anybody. They added some players. Yeah, and it's not like um, they lost uh, uh, Diane B. Swanson being the highlight. They got Hosmer. That's not like cute something. Oh, that my God. Matter. But it's a little tiny bit. Um, somebody else. Can't think of who it is right now. Was it just Swanson? I swear there was somebody else that was... a actual name oh man uh trey mancini's with them oh I yeah i forgot about that okay i oh yeah cody bellinger too like if he bounces back at all yeah i, I do i do like the cubs i like the cubs i like i like your pick i like your pick paul okay that's my last one um do you want to talk a little bit about the angels somewhat insulting over under oh, at least I it's mean, insulting in my opinion i think it's i feel like i think 81 and a half wins is just trolling. I feel like, like we don't have. It's the same thing with the fan graphs. Um, starting pitching, relief pitching. It's. I think it's all that. Like, obviously, this is taken from different odds, but I think it's like they put us as the same with Texas, eighty-one and a half. There is no and way. No, oh wait, Texas is eighty-one and a half. I heard somewhere else. I, I guess it's this one. Somewhere else, they were eighty-two and a half. I was going off of that on the under, but I'll still take the under on 81. Either way, I don't think, I do not think we're tying the Rangers. No, I think we're better than them, as I just outlined. We bet if we are as good as the Rangers, like we, if we are equal to the Rangers, we end this season at 81 and a half. One, everybody better have been injured. Everybody better. I, I, me and Manny and Daniel better be on that field playing. If, if, right. So damn injured. And same thing for Texas. If Texas, if their pitching is healthy and they're only getting 81 and a half, that's sad. Yeah, I agree with that. Guys, just just a little thing. So a lot a lot of reasons like people are the 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 over under is so low is because the Angels like historically, you know, they yeah. just they haven't been good. Guys, they have one player with a projected OBP under 300. It's Brandon Drury. Um, and he's he's projected for like a 730 OPS because his slugging is going to be really high. Yeah. On the bench, you have Gio Rochella, who's projected for an OPS just as high as Brandon Drury with a higher on-base percentage. You have G you have Luis Renjifo, who's also projected for like an over 700 um, OPS and an over 300 on-base percentage. Like, guys, our lineup is good. Our lineup is actually good. It has depth. 
it goes it is a it is as darn close as a one through nine lineup as you can get it's we have a good lineup we have good depth we're we're gonna probably win more than 81 and a half games and that's coming from a pessimist yeah i actually heard um someone talking about this today it was it was a john boy media podcast and uh they were talking about the giants the giants are also set at 81 and a half and he took the over on the giants and he took the under on the angels and the angels one earlier and he said he was like if the angels play like the angels roster were playing for the giants organization everyone would be thrilled about the giants everyone would have the giants going to the playoffs everyone would love the giants if the giants roster was playing for the angels people would not yeah. even be paying any attention to them. They'd be they'd be considered an absolute stink bomb. They probably everyone would think they're going to win sixty five games, and that's true because it, the organization in its past has been has sucked, and we still have Artie Moreno. But I do think we are getting somewhere with Perry, and I do think we are starting to rebuild the uh, rebuild the organization. Um, we're starting to get guys who actually know what they're doing as like pitching coach, um, who are using analytics and stuff like that. Yeah. Instead of being afraid to, um, only thing I wanted to say about this over-under stuff that has nothing to do with the Angels, just baseball in general. Uh, just, uh, you know, everybody, uh, whoever's listening, everybody press F, pay respects, Oakland, Washington, 59 and a half. Feels bad to be an Oakland and Washington fan. <laughs> I mean, I'm not betting the under on those because no, that's no, too low, that's, but I also wouldn't bet the over. <laughs> I'm just saying, if if anybody's still sitting in those seats, you're a trooper. Nice. <laughs> Somebody give them an award. Uh, Sorry, they, Oakland if, and Washington fans. If the Angels had a 59 season, I would not be paying tickets. I, I don't care if those were a dollar seat. <laughs> no, I would not be going to Angels games. I would not pay to watch that. You, you'd have to pay me to get in those seats. Any any thoughts yeah. on the the over under, the Angels over under? Uh, I I think it's a good over under. I mean, I think we're gonna hit. I think eighty two wins is gonna be easy for us this season. Honestly, I mean, I think we've added a lot more wins to this roster, uh, especially with Renfro and Drury. So I got the Halos at eighty eight, eighty nine wins, which should I mean squeeze I have, us in into the sixth spot. <laughs> I have us as the seven seed at. 84 85 because i'm a pessimist yeah but yeah as a pessimist i think we're gonna beat it by four games so that should tell you what all you need to know exactly um do you uh, want to move on the tweet of the week yeah let's move on the tweet of the week let's wrap this boy up um so i'll go first for tweet of the week i got my boy my boy cursed as always and it's just a video of logan ohapi hitting a opposite field home run and uh, it's captioned this is history and I just, I don't know, I just liked it. I think Logan O'Hoppy is going to be our next big thing for the, for the catcher position. Uh, I think he's going to do what Max Dassey can't, and, that, and that's hit. So I'm excited. I'm excited for Logan O'Hoppy. Paul? Oh. Just forgot to get one. <laughs> I'm looking for one right now. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> High production. Oh, yeah. High production quality. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is not Angels related. Um, this actually, it's actually Yankees related. It's Aaron Judge related. But uh, if you've seen this, Aaron Judge, uh, you know, Angels fans probably aren't his biggest fan considering he, uh, the league kind of nudged him along to that 62 home run threshold. I, I still like the guy. Um, he changed his off speed. He changed his two strike approach this off season, actually. And uh, so this is a John Boy tweet. It's it's showing him hitting his first out. It's showing him hitting an opposite field home run with a two strike approach where he doesn't even lift his front leg off the ground. So this man had like one of the best seasons in MLB history, and then still made adjustments during the off season. And he 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 went to another player, the NL MVP Paul Goldschmidt, and uh, he he used his he uses his two strike approach now. I just think that's really interesting because he uh. He won the batting title, but he's still trying to get better, which I think is just a sign of a really good player. I, I, I do respect the guy. Paul? 
So I don't have like not a funny one or anything like that. That's Actually, I, I did have one, and I uh, forgot about it. Just up in my tabs, the stuff open. I don't know why. I just thought it was wholesome. The uh, trout with his son in the bullpen or in the in the batting cages. I mean, I don't know why. That was just wholesome. Uh, they posted a video. I think it was on Angel's Instagram and Angel's Twitter, but it was just him interacting with his kid and just like watching his kid like swing the bat and stuff like that. I don't know. It was just cute. <laughs> Sent that to the group chat, and I had quite the response to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Daniel's a demon, is uh, what we learned. You know? <laughs> I right. mean, I'm just saying, Mike Trout needs to focus on the game. Like, That's a joke, guys. You know, we love the, we love the wholesome stuff. Mike Trout's going to win MVP this year. Co-MVP with Shohei, and the Angels are going to win the 2023 World Series. And, I you know, heard it here first. Like 20 years, you know, we're going to have Mike Trout's son. He's going to be just destroying the baseball. Yeah, Mike Trout's son is going to be the best play. It's going to be the new Barry Bonds, but like natural this time. No roids. <laughs> He's going to have a 78 home run season. Trust yeah. me. Trust Anyways, me. Uh, I think that wraps that up. So uh, any final remarks? Not for me. All right. Well, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Hashing Halos, as always. Uh, we'll be back when, I guess, when we have more news. We'll uh, we'll see how the rest of spring training goes. We're three weeks away from opening day. Actually, are we three weeks away? Maybe sooner. 30, uh, yeah, we're about three weeks away. Maybe two and a half. Uh, 23 days, put it that way. So, yeah, three weeks and a couple days from opening day. And um, we will actually be there the second game of the season. Daniel and I will be up in Oakland. So... We'll have a on hands, you know, analysis of the game. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, um, we're counting down the days just as you are. And thank you guys for listening, like I said, once more. And we'll catch you guys later. Bye.